Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawbeck. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. This is the fourth day of the week in God's created order. The 22nd day of November. 2023rd year of our Lord, and we begin this morning with our friend George Witten of WorthyNews.com. He writes this morning, friends, cheer up. Romans 8:28, and we know all that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. George writes in her book, "Let me." Be a woman. Elizabeth Elliot records the story of a friend who had great difficulties accepting the looks God had given her. While everyone, while while everyone this girl knew had grown beautiful golden hair, hers was black. And while they were all growing, she had stopped. She grew to be only four feet. 10 inches tall. Eventually, she reached the country to which God had called her to be a missionary. One day, she stood on the wharf of, of Shanghai and looked around at the people to whom he called her. Every single one of them, she said, had black hair, and every one of them had stopped growing when I did. She was able to look to God and and exclaim, Lord, God, you know what you are doing. Friends, are you struggling with something specific today? Have you been asking why, Lord? Whether we realize it or not, God knows what he's doing. We may not understand it today, but he has known these things from the very beginning. And he really is carrying out his great plan in us. Cheer up. God is preparing his vessel for great things. Your family and the Lord with much agape love. George, Botrevka, Obadiah, and Elena. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity this morning to meet together, to fellowship in your word. Thank you for this Thanksgiving Day season. Morning, I pray, Heavenly Father, for my brother's internet that has been working. He hasn't been able to come in and join us in the mornings, um, and perhaps he has been later on. But I pray, Heavenly Father, that his internet, his streaming will begin, and we will meet together, uh, continue to meet together in the mornings, which which is so special for me. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you open up our hearts this morning, that we may continue to grow in grace and grow in your word, as we continue to to serve Thee and to grow in Thee, we pray these things in Christ's name, Amen. And it's our um, tomorrow. We have no service, uh, and um, it it is our uh, tomorrow Thanksgiving. And so I'm wishing all of you a thanks, a very special Thanksgiving this this season. And and may around your tables, I do pray for for you. As I pray for my own table that. That it'll be full of uh, a joy of the Lord and thanksgiving to Him, and be much more than just a feast around the table. Uh, so, anyway, let's let's continue. Um, 
I thank you, and Mom, I thank you for the encouragement yesterday. <laughs> Rough day, yeah. Maybe you, maybe you sensed it, or maybe. But I was, I wasn't going to do worship call yesterday anymore. I actually even posted that, you know, no, no service today, and um, I had to go back to bed. I, I couldn't wake up, and then so I came back. I listened to worship call, or I, I read, you know, read George's post. And I said, okay, well, at least I'll put it on there and I'll come on and I'll just say we're not having a day. And so I, and then we ended up having a service after also, which was great. And, and afterwards, mom, you sent your, you know, sent a, an encouragement and, um, and I appreciate that because I really, <laughs> I think I needed it yesterday. So thank you for that. So anyway, let's, let's continue. I want to, well, finished off, you know, I thought, you know, this, this cursing of the big tree, it's short passage, uh, prior to Jesus coming into the temple. And I thought today he would be in the temple, coming back to the temple. And we know that Jesus rode in on that, uh, rode in on that donkey. He looked around, he left, and now he had, um, he has come back and he's returning the next day. And Matthew, Matthew, the, uh, chronological Chronologically, he's not in there. It's the fig tree. The other, other um, gospel writers put the fig tree before returning. Would be the next morning. So he's looking for some breakfast. Finds this fig tree. Um, couldn't find nothing on it, and cursed that fig tree. And we finished off yesterday a little bit about prayer, which, um, which I left some things off. I started thinking about it afterwards, and I, I think in terms of sometimes of. Uh, of questions, questions you're going to be asking, questions you might be asking, questions that um, that um, is on your mind, and questions you might be asked. So let's take a look at, at um, Matthew 21, and I'm I started with 21:21, but let's back up to the beginning. We can re- it's short enough. The barren tree. This is where we're at now. In the morning. When he was returning to the city, he became hungry, seeing a lone fig tree by the road. He came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And he said to it, No longer shall there ever be any fruit from you. And at once the tree withered. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, How did the fig tree wither all at once? And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have the faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all things that you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. And um, we noted when we started studying this, this uh, um, the cursing of the fig tree in the other, other book, it emphasizes not so much more of prayer but it emphasizes the fruit uh, we're talking about prayer and um is it really uh, once again let's come back uh, look at this because this is the where the question lies and when jesus says and all things you ask in prayer believing you will you will receive um and just to avoid any misapplication here I want to touch on this verse this morning. I want to touch on the subject of prayer. First, we must understand 
Um, and we talked a little bit about this during the prayer meeting last night. First, we must understand the who, uh, when it was written, and to whom it was written to. And I'm going to say right now that this this passage may not be directly um, a, for direct application for any of us. Uh, for uh, well, I'd say for for all of us. I think this is directly, and, and the things that Jesus said that you will not only do the, these things, but you in another passage, you not only do these things, but you do things greater than these. And what's that all about? And do we see such prayers being answered in our lives? Think about it. Think about you think this world's really, and hold on to this thought. You think this world is screwed up now. Could you imagine how screwed up this world would be if all of our prayers were answered? If 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 all of if all prayers of every saint was answered. Think of the ramifications that would be. Think of I mean there would be old people very, 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 very old people because when Grandpa gets sick, we'd be praying for him to get better. And and because we're praying for him to get better, he gets better and he's all right. And Grandpa's up to 200, 200 and 300 years old now because he's not dying because we're praying for this. We're praying for that. And we're talking about faith. Um, and faith, it, I, I had a gentleman tell me that we all should be Walking on water. because We should all have a faith that we could just step out on water and walk across a lake or something. Um, and my question is, if, that, if that's applicable, then why do we not have anything in, the, in history? Charles Spurgeon or, or um, Andrew Murray or people of great faith. Uh, certainly George Bristol. An instance where he walked across the water, or he could fly. You see, we must be looking at the at the the application. What was Jesus talked to? Why he was talked to? He was talking to his disciples. These disciples, I mentioned this yesterday. His disciples were become getting ready to go. They were going to do an incredible feat. They their feet. Listen, they it was. They're, they're, what they were getting ready to go out and do was comparable to what Joshua did. Right? That Joshua was going to go out and defeat um, defeat the giants. And he, he was going to go out, he's going to go to war with, with the giants in his conquest. There was, there, there, was a, 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 there was a lot up against Joshua. And in that first chapter, that uh, first uh, chapter in Joshua, the Lord tells Joshua, "Be bold and courageous." And um, and He told Joshua that for a reason, because there were there would be times when when you feel like you're going to to just take off and run, but there was a great things that were happening as there was the conquest of that land. Well, the beginning of the church. Which was getting ready to happen. These disciples were 
uh, they had a they had a humongous task in front of them to lay the foundation of the church, and they are going to have as every demonic being was up against Jesus. They then were going to turn their attention after the death of Jesus. They will turn their attention toward the the, the apostles. Another thing that another thing that was up against the apostles was that they were going to have to convince the people of the authority that they had, which was from heaven. And so their, um, so they they were. Um, it was their calling card. It was, it, it was like Nicodemus when Nicodemus came to Jesus in John three. He said, "We know that you are from God, that you teacher. That we know that you are from God, because no man can do these things apart from being empowered from heaven." And that's what these men were. They were these apostles were doing some great things. They were healing. They were laying their hands upon people and. Spirit was coming upon them. Uh, they were, um, they were even cursing. You know, they were, there were several curses in the Book of Acts that the apostles um, uh, placed upon people. They had the power and they had the authority delegated from heaven to do their job. And I'm, I say this is what this is what we are seeing. Um, when Jesus, this is the fulfillment of what Jesus is saying here. Truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into sea, it will happen. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Um, again on here, who is the you? That means the you is is the plural, and is the you the entire church age? Now be careful here, because when does the church age start? Church age doesn't start until Pentecost, does it? And so the church church has not even been established yet. Um, is he talk, talking just to those that were going to be apostles to go into the church age? Is he? Is he just talking to them, or is he talking to the Jewish people? Important that we understand who he's talking about, because if we if we look at it now, there are those people that um, we may have. You and I. This is where the confusion comes from. That people recognize, and their hearts are being broken because they're applying this to their everyday life. They've got loved ones. They've got babies who. Who, who have leukemia and, and who have died and, um, and they prayed and they, they prayed until they're, they're, uh, they prayed and they fasted until they, they just couldn't pray no more. We've got sick loved ones that we pray for and, and we have tragedies and, and yet our prayers don't seem like they are answered, not in the way this is prayed because I truly have faith. I mean, I, I you know, is it me? Is it that I don't have faith? Because I, I pour out my heart and my spirit to God. I'm doing all that I know. I'm reading my Bible. I'm going. I'm learning the Word. I'm do, working in ministry. I'm doing this. I'm. I'm a pastor, or I'm. I'm a church leader. I, uh, you know, I. I just dedicate my life to to 
Christ and and I can't think of any other way, any other more faith that I can pour into it. What do I must do to get my prayers answered? Because apparently it's not because my prayers are not answered. It's confusing and people are confused with this. And if we apply this right now to what Jesus is telling to the apostles, honestly, can you think what an even more confused this world would be if all our prayers could be answered? If we had the gift of healing through prayer, would we not be going through hospitals, emptying hospitals? Just praying over people because I've got faith. And I know if I touch people in hospitals, I can go from room to room and I can heal people and they'll be walking out. And if this, if, if this passage applies, why can't I do that? Why can't I go down to the local hospital and pray, and pray that hospital to be empty? Should be able to, right? And... So we can have all the faith in the world. But quite honestly, are you not thankful for unanswered prayers? Can you look back on your life and think of, of prayers that you were praying in, an, in a, another time in your life? Oh Lord, I pray for this or I pray for that. And then you look... And right now, where you're at right now, and maybe I, this can apply to some of you, maybe it, maybe if you got what you want to, it's just for pressure. So maybe I'm not talking to all of you, but you look at your life right now, maybe your spiritual life right now. What would have happened if you got what you prayed for and it wasn't what you needed? It wasn't what God wanted for you. <laughs> Well, then we have a prayer for our, ourselves right now. For Thank you, Lord, for the unanswered prayers. For those prayers, and maybe they weren't unanswered. Maybe God just said no. See, no is, a, no is an answer. I explained this to, to a guy the other day. No is an answer. Uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. That's an answered prayer. When I go to my father and say, Dad, you know, may I take the car out on, on Saturday? I got a date. And my father said, no. Is that not an answer? It certainly is an answer. You see, God, will, God can say no. He can say yes. He can say not yet. He say, no, it's not my will. He can say, no, but I got something better for you. All right. So today, I, you and I can look back. And see why God was bringing, bringing us through something or had something in mind according to God's plan that was far better to you, uh, for you and me. And um, there was many things that the apostles did not pray for. When Peter was sitting in jail between those two guards, he didn't pray, Lord, uh, help me through this. He didn't say... They weren't praying, Lord, keep me from going into the courts. They weren't praying for, um, they, they weren't praying for the things. I'm convinced that the, the, the prayer that the Lord says, listen, you need to be equipped. And you see, they had the Holy Spirit. 
They knew what they were going to pray for. So even Jesus, the man of faith, in the garden of Gethsemane says, Lord, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, your will be done. Even God said no to that. Well, I'm, well, he did get his answer, prayer answered in his will, but Jesus still had to take that cup. Paul suffered a thorn in the flesh, prayed three times that that thorn would be removed, but well, Paul did get an answer when when the Lord told him that my grace is sufficient for you. So it's not the way Paul wanted it, but it's the way. It was the prayer was answered. So there is the instruction for prayer for the church age believer in first John five fourteen. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have we have the request which we have asked from him. And um, according to his will, the confidence is the fact we know God, first of all, knowing God. Know who our God is. We know God's plan. And we can only know God and God's plan as believers and we become growing closer to him. See, your Bible study is, is, is valuable. I mean, you do not waste time when you're studying God's word and equipping your heart with, with God's word. You do not waste your time. Because what you're doing is what we've learned in the military, Tim. It's called commander's intent. A, a young younger officers knowing the knowing their upper command, uh, a lieutenant, uh, a platoon commander knowing his company commander, company commander knowing the battalion commander, battalion commander knowing the regimental commander, regimental commander knowing the mind of his general. Um, in and the Civil War, the, this great display of uh, Stonewall Jackson, Thomas General. Uh, Thomas Jackson, which was the lieutenant um, um, lieutenant officer of uh, of General Lee, and General uh, Stonewall Jackson knew the thoughts, knew the minds, knew the strategy of his commander, and it was valuable because they didn't have communication like they have co- communication day. Uh, Robert E. Lee couldn't just get on a walkie-talkie and sa- tell. Um, tell the general what he was doing and what his plans were, but the general Stonewall Jackson was always where uh, Robert E. Lee needed him to be because he knew the commander's intent. Studying the word of God, growing in his word, you you learn about your God. You learn about the plan of God. You learn about what, you know, you learn about all the precepts of the scripture and and um, and by doing this, your prayers, first of all, maturity to life, you're growing. And as you grow, that your prayers will will take on a different dimension. Now, as a baby believer, you'll see prayers answered. 
as a new believer, you'll see some incredible, and I believe that's for encouragement. That that uh, the Lord in, in such an object lesson is to encouraging a young believer to pray. Teach him how to pray. So a young believer will come up and he'll pray some silly prayers and sometimes those prayers are answered in a in a wonderful way. Encouragement to them and for others. But as you begin to grow and you take in God's word, you go find that those prayers um, begin to take shape and um and be a part of God's plan. And that's, I believe that's the application that he is here with um, with the disciples. So yes, they will. these disciples will be bold in faith. The apostles will be bold in faith. And um, yes, they will heal. Peter will even bring a woman back to life. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. Um, Dorca. Dor- Dorca. Dor- Dorcas. Um, they will lay hands on the people and they will be healed. And um, they, yes, they will even curse. And there were several people in the, in the Bible they cursed. And um, maybe as, uh, and, and they will do greater works. The apostles will do some incredible things. And all of which were their calling cards to establish their authority. But let me, for those that are still thinking that this applies to us, the disciples, beginning with James, um, James, the, uh, James Zebedee, the, the brother of John, he was the first. There, there were 12 coming into the church age. But then they started to die off, James being first. The other apostles will soon die off as well. Those 12. And then, you know, including Matthias. And finally, when they, when the last one dies, which was John later on, what happened to all those miraculous, all those miraculous laying on of hands and, and, um, those, those great, uh, healings and these, uh, and all these miraculous things that were going on? They went with the disciples. They, they, it went out with the, the, those apostles. That was the, if I can say it this morning, apostolic. It was the age of the apostles. <laughs> okay. Put it that way. It was the age of those 12 apostles. It was coming from them. And when they left, there was, that was now. So we live in a time of post apostolic age. And so now we see, uh, now we, new things have come. It's the word of God that we stand upon. It's the word of God that we build our faith upon. The, the church has been established. The universal church has been established, which was the importance of those incredible things that those, that those apostles were doing. See where I'm going? And so, uh, so, so in short, um, is Jesus speaking? Who is Jesus speaking to in Matthew twenty one twenty one? These apostles. Let me read that again. Well, okay, we. Yeah, I'll read it again. Read it in that light, because who's he talking to? And Jesus answered, said to them, the those that were getting ready to be his apostles. Truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done for this fig tree, 
But even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all these things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Am I saying that we do not pray? No, no, absolutely not. We would be in disobedience if we didn't pray. We are royal priests. We are obligated to pray. But but does our, let me say this, that our prayers do not. Uh, their prayers nor our prayers um, circumvent God's sovereignty or God's will. God's will will be done on earth. You know, uh, so it is not our prayers. What God is doing in people's lives, what God is doing um, with the with those that are sick and those that He's. Uh, the suffering that we have in our lives or you know is, that God is using that for a certain purpose and you might be mad at God and I've met people who are mad at God and I asked them I said who are you to to level the your brand of justice to God and um, so he has not given that same authority that he gave to the apostles to you and me. And um, so, and but yes, nevertheless, that we are royal priesthood. And as priests, we are obligated to pray. We are to make a habit of prayer. Our prayer life will even become more focused and more effective as we mature in the faith. And we will recognize as mature believers that not all of our prayers will be answered as as um, we would want them to do. A great man of faith, um, Walter Martin, said, I prayed for people. I prayed. I, I prayed for people and they gotten well. Walter Martin went on to say, I prayed for people and they've gotten sick people and they've gotten sicker. He said, I prayed for People, sick people, and they died. All, it's all in the hands of God. And as partners, Medicoy, as partners in the Lord, we pray. Should we not pray? No, we are to pray. And we are to, to uh, lift up our prayers to God. And again, sometimes God will say yes. I'll answer that prayer. Sometimes God says, no, I've got better things for this. Or, or know that that there's a certain purpose that I'm using that you don't understand now that I'm using this for. Sometimes he'll say, not yet. Not now. Just keep praying for it. In obedience, we are to continue to pray. And the answer is in God's hand however he wants. Again, very important question. Our prayers, even though they're consistent, even though we're demanding, whatever, our prayers uh, do not circumvent, or and I mean, mean um, they do not subordinate God's sovereignty and His will is not subordinate under our prayers. We don't dictate to God. And when we come to God, we come to God on our, on His terms, not on ours. And yes, 
I've got sick friends. I've got sick family who I pray for. And I recognize that the answer is to God's pleasure, how he answers it. But as a partner in the spiritual life with the Lord Jesus Christ, I am going to pray. I'm going to pray for their wellness. I'm going to pray for their recovery. And perhaps those prayers will be answered. I don't know. Maybe if I don't pray for them, maybe they won't be answered. Maybe I'll find out in heaven, you should have prayed for that guy, because if you prayed for that guy or that girl, they would have gotten better. See, I don't know. Just out of obedience, I am to pray. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that he may be healed. We're talk- And here, the, the subject is spiritual sickness. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Okay? So, the passage deals with spiritual sickness. It is the prayer of restoration in order to bring back the spiritual life of another that they may once again be effective in their own prayer life. So yes, we pray. And yes, we make it a habit of prayer. Ephesians 6.18 With all prayers and petitions, pray at all times in the Spirit. See, it's a command. This is not a good suggestion. This is something. This is not something where if I can find time or if I can do this... This is a mandate from God, from God's word. If you're not praying, if I'm not praying, we are in disobedience. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petitions for all the saints. I hope you're praying for one another. I hope you're praying for me. I hope you're praying for Beck. Okay, 1 Thessalonians um, 5.17. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. My goodness, what else can I say? So point of doctrine, very important this morning that I want to get across. And it's it stands repeating. Prayer does not coerce God's sovereignty. God's will will be done. Our prayers may be offered up and be interwoven in God's plan. But by no means does prayer circumvent God's will. Regarding our prayers, again, God can answer. He can say yes. That's an answer. No is an answer. Not yet is an answer. No, not according to his will is an answer. And um, so... When I pray for a mountain to be cast into the sea and it doesn't happen, and I have that faith that, if I have that faith to tell this mountain to move and it doesn't move, does that make God a liar? No. God is God. He hears our prayers. Our prayers are a soothing aroma to Him as He sits on the throne of grace. But moving a mountain and casting it into the ocean may not be God's will. For our lives. But nonetheless, our prayer lives is in keeping within partnership with the holy cause. And we should commit ourselves much to prayer each and every day.
Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity, fellowshipping in your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you strengthen us in, in your word. And in our responsibility, as we have a small window of opportunity to serve in this world before you. Yes, Heavenly Father, we pray for those that are sick. I pray for my my sister Terry, and I pray that you uh, we pray that uh, that you strengthen her. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you reverse the the um, things that's going on in 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 her physical condition. We pray for Jimmy and and his health. And that, um, and for his recovery, yes, we pray for these things, and we continue to pray. We we mostly pray for our for the spiritual health of um, of those that are on our prayer list. That we seek that they they um, that their hearts will be softened, that their eyes of their hearts will be opened, that they may begin to walk with thee and. And enter into that your great plan to walk with thee and, and be leaders to their their families in their families. So many prayers that we have to pray, Heavenly Father. How can we not in this regard? But we also recognize, Heavenly Father, that while we are to pray, that the answer is into your hands, that it comes to the front throne of grace. And as George mentioned this morning, that he works all that you work all things out for good, for those that love Thee. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this lesson this morning. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, it's another fine day in the Lord. I want to um, I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and um, and be thankful to the Lord for the the much or for the, for even the less that may be on your tables. And I pray, Heavenly Father, you look past the feast. And look unto our, our great God in heaven who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So until next time, we won't have a lesson tomorrow, but we'll be back here Friday morning. And maybe maybe Friday morning, Jesus will be clearing out that temple. So we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.